0: the Midweek Connection. It's Wednesday, April the 19th, 2023. Now, in addition to this week's announcements, I want to share with you a report of our recent survey concerning a possible two service format. And while I'm at it, I want to just go ahead right now and thank each of you who took the time to share your thoughts about the issue because your input was very, very, very helpful. Along with the report, I'm also gonna share some of the next steps that we'll be taking based upon your input and our current circumstances. So, let's get to the announcements. Number one, Awana Awards Night is coming up April the 26th at 6.15 p.m. Now, this will be the last Awana Night until we begin a new ministry year in September. And you're invited to join, to celebrate a great Awana year and the many accomplishments of our Awana kids. Number two, books for Zambia. Now this Sunday, April the 23rd, is the last day of collection. So if you have any children's Bible story books uh, that you would like to donate, then please drop them off sometime this week or on Sunday. And I wanna thank those of you who uh, have already donated. And finally, Saturday, April the twenty-second at five thirty p.m. is the global outreach dinner for the Zambia team report. Now the meeting is going to be held in the community room, and if you would like to attend, you're asked to RSVP through this Friday's email blast. Well, those are the announcements for this week. Short and sweet. Now on. Well, as you can see, the location of this recording has changed because uh, after I uh, went back and reviewed the finished product, I realized I had a problem with the numbers that I was uh, reporting. And so I'm going to redo that numbers portion and when I'm finished with it, then you'll see it flip back to the original location. Anyway, I thought you might wanna know why there was a change. Just a little snafu that required a retake. And as they say, Well, that's show business, right? Okay. Well, I just want to say uh, that I'm pleased with the amount of participation the two-service format survey received, and I just want to say once again that your responses were very, very helpful. So here's the information. 156 surveys were completed. 148 of those were done online, and eight were done uh, with paper surveys. Now, the first question was asked, do you see a need to go to two services? 100 said, yes, they see the need, and 56 said, no, they really don't see the need. Now, it's important to note that those who said, no, they didn't see the need, were only saying that, that they didn't see right now the need for two services. They were not saying they would not support Uh, two services, if that decision was made. And and this becomes quite clear when we take a look at the results of question number two. Question two asked, if on a scale from one to 10, would you be supportive of going to two services? So I've grouped these together in this way. So responses to numbers one through four, which signified little to no support, 25 surveys, were in this range. The number five, which is pretty much a neutral position, 30 surveys uh, indicated that they were neutral. And then numbers six through 10, which would signify support to full support, there were 101 surveys in this range. And so I think you can clearly see that uh, despite uh, the fact that some might not have been able to say, I see the need right now. The the vast majority from neutral up were people who were saying, yes, we would support it if uh, the leadership felt it was needed. Now, as to which times uh, people said they would likely attend, uh, for the 830 service, 56 surveys said they would go there. And uh, for the 1030, 100 surveys said they would attend the later service. Now, several people indicated that while they prefer the 1030 time, they would come at 830 because they don't have any kids who would need the children's ministry, and so they want to make room for the families who do. But it was also interesting that there were those who have children uh, who indicated they would prefer to come at 830, but they won't because uh, they want their children benefiting from from our uh, children's ministry. ministry. So those were the questions that were easily uh, just tabulated for me to report. The remainder of the questions asked for explanations. And I really cannot give all of that. It just wouldn't be practical. But what I can do is give a sense of what was said. And, and really, this will be quite easy because across the board, those responding were pretty much of one mind." Great unity in these surveys. Now, one would expect that those who selected no, I don't see a need for two services. Uh, You would expect that they would um, advocate for us then finding some other solution uh, for the growth that is taking place in our worship gathering attendance. But the interesting thing is, is that even among those who said yes, and remember that was the largest number, they they saw the need. But nonetheless, by an overwhelming majority, I would say at least the 80th percentile, they indicated that while they saw the need, they really wanted the leadership to try other options first and only go to two services when the need is absolutely necessary, all right? So, when you add in those who said no, uh, you have about a 90th percentile of those responding stating that they would like us to exhaust all other options before making a decision to go to two services. Now, the staff and I are in agreement with this. And so we're prepared to take some steps that will be helpful in keeping us at one service for the foreseeable future. Now, we're about to go into the summer months. And as we do, that's typically not a growth time in your average church. It could be for us, but usually it's not. Last year, interestingly, we we didn't see any kind of um, uh, a dip in our attendance Uh, But we didn't see any growth either. Usually in the summer you do see uh, a a dip. So, But as we move out, what we normally see then is September through November being great months of growth for their average church, and historically they've been with us as well. So as we think about our upcoming fall, all right, with the launching of a study on the book of Revelation, which many, many people are interested in, uh, we believe that we might in in fact, see very strong growth during that time. And so, we're going to be looking very closely at how things are going in September, October and November and uh, most likely we'll need to reassess at that time. But for now, we're going to push forward with remaining with One Service. So, what are some of the things that we can do to help us remain with One Service for the foreseeable future? Well, one of the things we've already done, and that is we've added all of our chairs back into the worship center. You know, over the past year, uh, we've operated with between 460 and 475 uh, seats in the worship center. Uh, We had not replaced all 500 uh, back in that room since the COVID outbreak. Additionally, we can, by city code, have up to 579 seats in the worship center, and uh, we can purchase more chairs uh, to get the number up to that. Now, Jim Olson, our church administrator, he checked into this, and the company that we purchased our chairs from still has our chair with the color fabric that we selected. They still have that in stock. Now, that'll cost about $55 per chair. So if we purchase around 100, which would get us to the legal limit in the worship center and also a few extra chairs to use elsewhere, well, then it would cost us $5,500 for the chairs. And uh, they're going to charge $1,000 for shipping. And so the grand total, if we take this route of adding more chairs, would be around $6,500. So that's not something we can't do. We certainly could. But now here's something just to consider as we think about that very fact. You will never get people to sit in the worship center at 100% occupancy for any extended period of time. Frankly, it's just too uncomfortable. You know, in the surveys, I saw a lot of mentions about, well, I still see seats around me. And granted, that's true. And most likely you would always see seats around you because generally people don't want to be crammed together. And that's why the experts on um, room sizes and how many people can fill them uh, came up with this 80% rule, uh, which says that when your room is 80% to its capacity, uh, then you are actually full. Because people at that point are going to begin to uh, not really want to continue to put up Uh, with uh, that tighter situation for long. So how does that work itself out with the numbers that we can generate as far as seating in our worship center? Well, at 500 seats, which we currently have right now, 80% is 400. All right. Now, the current worship center average has been around 320. So with the... um, 80% at 400, obviously, we have 80 seats to fill to get to that 80%. And, of course, we can go beyond that a little bit. But uh, anyway, we have about an 80 seat. um, uh, We have 80 seats to fill um, until we get to the 80%. Now, if we go ahead and buy those extra chairs... Uh, then we would have seating capacity for 579 and 80% of that is 463. Again, with our current worship center average being 320, the net gain then would be 143 seats, meaning we could seat 143 more people with those extra chairs to get just to the 80% uh, occupancy. Now, Either scenario, uh, what we would find is that the worship center would not be 100% capacity, so there would be a little room to go beyond the 80 um, as it relates to the numbers that I just gave you. But but when you go past 80, just to keep in mind, uh, people begin to ask, well, what's next? How are you going to make more room for those attending? And so, Increasing seating is something that we've already done, and it's something that we can still do. All right? So that's what we've already done. Now, the number one suggestion that you offered uh, to help with seating was this. Can you guess? You said, ask the people to move to the middle. <laughs> yes, sir, that's what you said. Ask the people to move to the middle. and. And as we uh, see us getting closer to that eighty percent with the five hundred chairs, we'll have to begin to do that. So, uh, just want to keep have you keep in mind that as the worship center fills up, uh, this is going to become imperative. It's going to become imperative that you help us by responding immediately, really, when the request comes please move toward the center. We're not going to ask you to do that unless we feel that there's a need for it. But when we ask, we're going to need you to do that. And in fact, I would think you would be happy to do that because you've already told us in the survey, this is something we should do in order to maintain one's service. Now, do you want to know what would be even more helpful than moving to the center when you're asked? What would be more helpful is when you come in the worship center Just go ahead and move to the center. Because you know once the service starts, if there's room on the side, you can still spread out. But if you're in the center, then no one needs to ask for you to move. And uh, we have seating available that is easily identifiable and easy to to get at by our ushers and our guests who are coming in uh, after the service actually starts. So that was the first suggestion offered by the rank and file of those doing the survey. The second suggestion offered up was the development of overflow areas. Now, currently, we've been uh, seeing between 10 and 25 individuals sitting in the cafe during the service. Of course, we have it on the screens out there, and we have sound, and so they can take in the service just fine from that position. But quite honestly, if we're talking about a real overflow situation, the cafe can work, but it's really not optimal. And there's several reasons why that right now I'm not going to go into. But but let me just say this, that we're going to be looking then at ways to make our youth room our overflow area. We have all the equipment. We have all the equipment there and a great big screen and plenty of seating. Uh, So that is where we're going to begin this summer, taking a look at uh, making that the overflow area. So as we're looking to make uh, the youth area our overflow area, we're going to be seeking ways to make it more personal. Uh, by perhaps having leadership at the door to greet the folks as they come in and to be there in case someone has questions or needs something. Uh, But they'll be there to greet and perhaps even when the service is concluding be there to pray with folks or to offer spiritual help in some way that is needed. Also in the overflow room, uh, the youth room, we can have a section there that has tables so that those who want to Set at a table can do that, but we can also have a place where we have normal row seating. And uh, so both could be available, and uh, it could be a really great environment for those who who need to uh, be in an overflow uh, situation. Now, uh, basically, we can accommodate about 75 comfortably there, which would then bring our total seating between the worship center and the overflow area to about 600. And so we're currently averaging what three twenty in the worship center and twenty out there in the so that's what three forty. So we got a ways to go uh, to get to that uh, that kind of number. So in review, for now we have five hundred chairs in the worship center, and we can comfortably seat with them with those five hundred chairs four hundred to four fifty. Now, if and when we add the additional chairs, then we would be able to seat four sixty to five hundred and ten relatively speaking. Now, we're going to be also developing the youth room as an overflow worship area that will allow upwards of 75 people to be seated there. So, we do have some options that can prolong the need for a second service. And one more thing, in the worship center, now those who sit on the extreme sides, and especially up toward the front wall, they really have a terrible view as it relates to the screens. There's just no angle for them to see the screens. So we're going to be looking into the possibility of adding two monitors that would be strategically placed on either side so that those folks sitting uh, on the extreme sides and toward the front would be able to have their own monitor where they could see the lyrics to the songs, they could see the truth points and so forth, and the scriptures as we're going through our our sermons uh, each week. So we hope that that would really create a better visual experience and uh, make it not so bad to sit there on those extreme sides toward the front. Now, as I begin to close out this report, I want to say just a couple of things to you that I picked up from the surveys. Uh, First of all, the surveys demonstrated that TMC is unified. We really are of one mind. Not everybody saw the need for um, two services, but that's just what they perceive. But everyone seemed to really value our being together and really do not want to change that without it being absolutely necessary. And so I think that's great that we really value the community that we have and the intergenerational feel that we have when we're all together in one service. Also, through the survey, it was easy to see that we as a church value our staff and we value our volunteers, and we don't want to see them get stretched thin by two services. And that really is an issue. Uh, because when you start doing those multiple services, uh, the Sundays get longer and the stress gets more, and uh, it, it, it is an extra effort, not one that we're unwilling to do. But nonetheless, it, it can wear on a person over time. And so I appreciate that um, that you uh, voiced very strongly that you were concerned about that, and that means you love us and care for us just as we love and care for you. And so that's really awesome. Now, we said... Uh, in mass. And this is the last thing I think I want to talk about. We said in mass through the surveys that we're willing to put up with tighter seating and we're even willing to move to the middle to help us remain at one service longer. And so I just appreciate that mindset. And I will appreciate even more when we see that mindset actually being played out As when we need you to move, you move or you just go ahead and move to the center uh, as you're entering and looking for a seat. So summary for now, two services is on the back burner until such a time as the measures shared today no longer make the difference for us. So I want to thank you again for sharing your thoughts and your suggestions. May the Lord continue to bless TMC, allowing us to see souls saved through the proclamation of the gospel and disciples made through one-on-one investment of lives to help the body of Christ mature in the likeness and character of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, let's take just a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, I'm grateful for the folks who took some time to answer the five questions that we put out. And I am grateful to see that our church is unified and, Lord, is willing to take some extra steps to be able to remain together as one body. Now, Lord, I I receive this answer from them, but ultimately I receive it from You as well. And so, Lord, I thank You for this guidance and this help, and I pray that as we take these steps that we'll be able to do them well and that people will respond to them well and that we'll be able to continue to see growth take place, but for the foreseeable future, be able to continue to worship together as one body in Christ. Lord, help us to be faithful in our proclamation of the gospel, seeing men, women, boys, and girls come to faith. Help us also to be faithful in our discipleship efforts to see uh, Christians grow uh, in their relationship with Jesus so that they can then join Him in His mission and become active in in being disciple-makers in their own right. So Lord, thank you for this, and may you bless the church as you have been. Thank you so much for that. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, now this Sunday is the last sermon in Romans. And we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 16, verses 21 through 27. And the title is, Paul's Conclusion of Praise. So I look forward to our time together then. God bless and have a great week.